2: So uh, we head to our uh, fan hotline brought to you by the workers' compensation law firm of Hall and Competus to uh, check in with uh, the guy that's caught more games in uh, Pirates history than anybody else, Jason Kendall. What is going on, man? Thanks for joining us. How you been?
0: Oh, hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. I uh, hope you guys are all bunkered down and staying safe out there.
2: Yeah, we're we're, we're all trying. Uh, I've got a beautiful view here from my home studio. So uh, where, where are you at these days? What are you doing? I would imagine everybody's safe and sound, the families as well. Yeah,
0: everybody's doing good. Thanks for asking. Hope uh, you guys are well. Also, I'm in Kansas City. Love it. And, uh, I came out here my last year playing, and uh, I won't go anywhere else. It's kind of like a bubble. If you ever seen the, the movie The Truman Show, I swear it's like it's that's what it reminds me of. But uh, I love it out here, and I have a beautiful wife, four kids, and uh, just being a being a father.
2: That's great, man. That's absolutely good. I was actually in Kansas City a few weeks ago. I was there when. The, the shoe dropped. I was there for the Big Twelve tournament. I do a lot of work for uh, for West Virginia also, and it's a great city and obviously fantastic barbecue. But we were in the uh, we were in the Sprint Center right when when we got the news yeah. that, that this thing is all shutting down. So uh, so so next time we're out there next year, we will have to to, to bring you out to the Sprint Center and uh, connect and uh, you go watch some hoops. Hopefully we're back to hopefully we're back. I, I to hope so too.
0: No, I definitely I would love to, but uh, yeah no, it's it's a tough time for uh, everybody right now, and you know I. I Best you could do is just take a day by day and just stay inside. And, and you know, if you go out, just go for a jog or something. I mean, I, I heard something today that um, the news this morning that they're saying now, just even going to a grocery store, obviously, it was dangerous, and you get this anxiety before you go in. But I guess they're saying just just order something online is, is probably the best way to do it now.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Jason Kendall is with us, uh, former Pirates catcher. You were doing some work with the Royals. Are you still doing doing that these days, Jason? No,
0: you know what? I, I've um this is my second year off. i w I've been in a big league spring training for twenty, I think, eight years and I'm gonna tell you what, I love doing what I'm doing right now and you know, I know there's a kind of a fuss, but somebody called me this uh, uh this off season, asked if I'd be interested once the hurdle got fired and I, I I jumped on it. I'm like, Absolutely, I would but it was more of a somebody just called and, and said that it wasn't but um so I mean, there, there are certain things that I would still do, but it would have to be the, the absolute right position. Um, you know, one thing I always said was if if I ever have a chance to, to do – because well, my father played in the big leagues for 12 years, and when he came home, he was working construction. He was working at UPS. He
1: right. was doing
0: all – so I really never even got a chance to see him when I was younger. So I always told myself if I you know, ever had a chance to – and fortunately enough, I made some money to where I can stay at home and, and, and be a dad. But it, it's, a, it's a big thing to me because those are just things you, 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 you can't miss. And I'm loving doing what I'm doing. So, But but I will say this. If, if there's an opportunity out there that really entices me, I, I would jump on it.
2: Let me ask you this, Jason, and I, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but it's more so a testament to how you played the game and what I think your baseball ideals and philosophies are can you manage or could you coach today? Could you be in a major league clubhouse and and not fight somebody? And I mean that with all sincere respect and and, 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 and to your game.
0: (laughs) No, you know what? That's the way I played. And, you know, times change. And you have to learn to change with the times. And I was uh, with the Kansas City Royals in their big run. You know, I have the American League Championship ring. I have the World Series ring. So you have to learn how to to to, to um, I, I, I don't want to say treat people, but you have to just learn how to yeah to treat people and and there's certain things, but you have to kind of lay down the law for the first day of spring training. And you, these are grown men, but at the same time they're they're kind of kids too. I mean, twenty one, twenty two. I mean, it's getting younger and younger. But you just have to learn how to to manage different personalities and treat them like you want to be treated. And I, I think that just goes in life, to be honest with you, That's one of the yeah. big things. You treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's how you get that respect. And, you know, the resume kind of speaks for itself. And and I'll be honest with you, as as a player, you want to have somebody with a, a big league resume.
2: Oh, and a hundred percent. And I ask this question, Jason, from the simple fact that, you know, they are talking about, you know, well, more days off are better for you uh, these days. Jason Kendall never took a day off. You know, we have three true outcomes in the game, Jason. Right? You know, you've got the home run, you've got the strikeout, and uh, that's a, or maybe the walk. You never struck out. You would lead the league in strikeout to walk ratio. Uh, you know, bat flips being what they are. I mean. <laughs> You know, you you are a hard-nosed, old-school guy, and all of those principles—if you want to call them that—those morals, in some respects, they have seemed to kind of go out the window. Have you have you adapted to that? Or are you okay with that stuff right now? I mean, I guess that that would be my biggest question for a guy like Jason Kendall with his resume.
0: Well, I, I think in the era it is now, you have to adapt to that, and you have to make certain changes. But at the same time, you still you get three hours out of the day where. It's kind of like you're, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. I look at it, I get, I get, I'm working it for, I'm busting my butt for three hours. And obviously, it's a lot longer than that, but that's how long the games usually last. Um, but I also grew up watching, you know, my father play in the um, late 60s through the 80s when, you know, when it was a game, when these guys busted their butts. And like I said, he came home and worked two jobs in the offseason. Didn't make the money that we, you know, the lockout and two strikes, I believe he went through is for the you know, is the reason why everybody's making so much money now. But, yeah you can totally i mean the you know, the bat flips this and the the thing you know if somebody bat flipped when I was catching and, and showed up my picture, yeah, I would definitely say something to' them and have no problems with but and I'd probably still do it today, and you know that is what it is, but you have to want to change, but you still have to have that those those boundaries to where this is this is a business and this is this is what you do, and we're not going to go out and just you know. To take a, a hard slide out, which you can't even do anyhow, at the second baseman. And, oh, hey, are you okay No, oh, You go out and you play hard. And I didn't care who I was playing against. I was going to go out and, and do any and everything that I could to help my team win. And that's why I, I wanted to play every day, especially catching. I knew even if I had a bad day offensively or I launched two balls in the center field, I knew that there was something I could do, whether it be getting a guy over, from you know, playing the little, the little runner right on second, getting him over to third, and the next guy hit it. I knew there was something that I could do to help the team um, win that day, and that's. But it's also such a short part of your life. I mean, I played sixteen years and well, fifteen years, and it goes by so quick. I'm telling you, but it's just you go out and you bust your butt, and this isn't anything you do as hard as you can every day, day in and day out. Yeah, you're gonna have off days and. You can look yourself in the mirror at the other night and say, you know what, I gave it everything I had. And that's just kind of how I how I played the game.
2: Jason Kendall with this, uh Jason, do players do that nowadays the way that they should? Do they need a, a Jason Kendall in their dugout? Do they need a Jason Kendall in their in their clubhouse?
0: I, I think a lot of players need um that veteran leadership in the clubhouse, someone to police it. Not just one guy, maybe one or two guys that have been done that. Now, as a leader, as a manager, yeah, you have to have that because there's let them have fun, let them do it as long as they're ready to play the game at 7.05 or five or whatever time it starts. But the thing that's really gone out of the, the um, and if you look back at the teams who have won the World Series in the past, excluding the Astros, um, then they've done the little things. They've they've you know gotten the guy over. They've They've played as a team. They, they have done what they're capable of doing. I couldn't tell you how many times there's a runner on second in the eighth inning, one out, and a right-handed hitter's up, and he's hooking balls into the left field bleachers, you know, foul. <laughs> there's not even a effort of trying to you know hit a ground ball to, to second base or in you know, a hard line drive to right field. I mean, there's not even an effort. And those are the things I believe that I would uh, stop instantly. Actually, I know I would. Um, <laughs> but it's just little things about baseball that are kind of missing today. And you know what? It's definitely a, a different era, but at the same time, it's, not, it's the same game. And if you do the little things, and if you can look back, like I said, excluding the Houston Astros, every team that has won has done those things and has, yeah. has done what they're capable of doing.
2: It's a good point as we chat with Jason Kendall. So that brings me to my next question. As far as the analytics that have infiltrated the game now from the pitching side, it's all biomechanics. It's all about using technology, whether it be Rapsodo machines or Edgetronic cameras. Um, it's all about evaluating spin rates to figure out pitch sequencing, pitch usage, in, in those sort of things. Is that something, Jason, that you would embrace or – do you just believe that your baseball DNA and your instincts and the anecdotal, the feel of the game, needs to come back around and, and dominate? Or do you, again, do you go all in on technology and numbers?
0: You know, what a great question, and, and I actually get asked that a lot. Uh, it's You know what, as kind of a, um, I say old school just because of the era that I grew up watching my father in, um, is what... Analytics, I mean, there's some great things in analytics, don't get me wrong. And there's some great things for the old school people. And it's worded differently. I use a lot of analytical things. You know, what, when does a runner run on a Because these players are creatures of habits. You know, and if you have a guy that's, you know, leading the league in stolen bases, there's a pretty good chance that there's one count that he might be running on more. And he doesn't, probably doesn't even know it. May say it's a 2-1 count, just to say. Or, and it just, or an 0-0 count. And those are the things that pop up on the stat sheet for, for me as a catcher that I always looked at. You know, obviously you got your first pitch swingers, this and that. The spin rate, okay, well, your spin rate is it's a pretty good curveball, if it's whatever. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good hook. They to call it Uncle Charlie or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, they're talking about uh, two years ago, someone's four-team fastball didn't spin as much as some. Well, the guy on the bottom of the list was Clayton Kershaw, who was the best in the game. There's certain things that the, the language is just said differently, in all honesty, yep. but they, they mean the same things. Um, was I a big, how much does his curveball spin? No. If you hang it, I'm going to swing it, and I'm going I'm to whack it. <laughs> if it's a good one, then yeah, you can tell me. I don't care how many times it spun. It, it was a good pitch. So I think it's just the, the, the lingo. But I will say this. There, there are a lot of guys that have never played the game. That are coming in, and and, I mean, you can just go look at the Houston Astros. The guy that the the intern that supposedly set up this cheating thing, whatever it was, the the cameras knowing what pitch is coming. He never played baseball. He never uh, did anything as far as athletes, as far as what I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you gotta also have, and it goes back to as a player, you want to have somebody. I don't care if it's college ball, high school ball, somebody that actually has that knows the game and has, you know, been a field. It could be Little League, for crying out loud, but you've actually played. And and I think that's what a player wants more than anything today, um, as opposed to, you know, someone who just comes in that just got out of uh, wherever, Princeton or a minor league school that has never, but it can work a computer. Some of that's great. Don't get me wrong. Some of that is is in my mind some BS, yeah. but there's a lot of old school things that are probably BS too, in in this era. So you you need to really mesh the two together. I guess is what I'm trying to say, and sure. and that would it would make it so much easier than having this battle of your old school guys and this battle of your analytic guys. Well, you know what? Find some lingo that which we already know. I mean, I have to Uncle Charlie. Oh, his his curveball spun X amount of times. It's the same thing. Was it up and who was it down? Because if it's up, it's gonna go. It's gonna be hit a long way. I mean, yeah. these guys are that good. So at least I don't want to say a middleman, but if you mesh the two together, the game will go back to uh, uh, the, the way it always has been. Instead of just home runs and strikeouts, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, that's just my my opinion.
2: Yeah, Jason Kendall is with us, and it's a it's a good opinion. It's an interesting opinion, and it's an opinion that I think that a lot of folks have, uh, especially from a, a fan perspective, um, that are kind of sitting back watching the game and, and maybe some less so than in years past. So that that's important, I think, to, to take into consideration. Sure. Jason Kendall is with us as we uh, wrap up with former Pirates catcher, who, by the way, wrote a book about five, six years ago that uh, I still want to get to. And, uh, a lot of the things that we kind of discussed here, uh, I would imagine are in a book, uh, throwback big league catcher tells uh, how the game is really played, um, That brings me to the question, since you mentioned, Jason, the Astros a couple of times here in our interview, what did you make of everything that went down and the Astros uh, have been accused and essentially found guilty of doing as far as sign-stealing is concerned?
0: Well, I think, first of all, there's probably about 40 people, maybe more, that are probably happy the coronavirus is going on. (laughs) <laughs> um right now that they're, they're all in the houston astros organization because obviously there's a lot more important things going on now and but that's not that story's not going to be leaving them you know I, I did a um dan patrick radio show uh, maybe a month ago and he asked me he goes if you had a chance of never getting caught it was a great question with steroids or knowing what's coming what would you do but i, I like to think that i, I had a, a decent career um especially my first, you know, eight season with Pittsburgh. I mean, I I, I don't know the exact, but I think I hit over three hundred, six times. And I, I can't remember, but I know that I hit over 300. You don't hit over 300 in the big leagues. You have an idea of what's going on. And I'll guarantee you, Dan, if I had known what was coming on for a full year, I'd hit 400. I'll guarantee you. Now, put your shoes in a George Brett, in a Tony Gwynn. And a Mike Trout, I think you kind of know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. The guys that are, you know, the elite of the elite. They
2: hit,
0: five. hit 5.50. <laughs> I mean, so, I just know that, and especially when you're facing veteran guys in your own division who you have maybe 10, 15, 20 at-bats against, you know how much their ball saves. You know how much their ball cuts. You know what their breaking balls do. And you know, once again, getting back to analytics guys, when they throw a certain pitch, um you know all that stuff, and now you actually know for a fact. Because I was one of the people that didn't really, really want to know from the uh, the, the, the uh, base runner on second base, because if he messes up, then I'm looking for a breaking ball, and I get a heater up by my neck. I'm not going to feel good, so I don't want to rely on sure. my team. And I was always one of those guys who did it. A lot of guys came set differently or flared their gloves, and I would pick it off the pitcher, and I would let guys know in the dugout. If, right. because that's kosher. That's,
2: that's coach. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's, that's what you're within, supposed that's to do. I wonder so what Jason was, Kendall would have done, huh? If uh, if you know you, you actually knew that. How, how do you police that? I guess if if you're the other team, is is we're we're sort of running out of time, Jason. So If you can give me that in maybe thirty seconds or less, I'll try giving you
0: thirty seconds. What I do if I was catching and and I heard it. Listen, if the hitter can hear it, the catcher can hear it. I would uh, uh, after first couple ones where daz were on a good filthy nasty slider or a good fastball wherever it may be. I walk over to the dugout, and I say, hey, I'm going to tell you what, you <laughs> guys, everybody's going to get hit in the neck until uh, this stops. That's my short version.
2: Well, I mean, that, that that's quick, efficient, straight to the point, probably what we need a little bit more of in the game, Jason, huh?
0: Well, you know what, I, I, I just hope the game comes back soon and, and all the other sports and, you know, everybody just be safe out there. And I, I appreciate you having me.
2: And I hope you come back to Pittsburgh soon, and uh, I hope we can get you on the show here uh, sooner rather than later. really enjoyed it. wish we had more time, kid.